The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the College Basketball Experience. March Madness is heating up and you need to subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. It's awesome, baby. It's awesome, baby. Good evening, everyone. You like that, Baz, don't you? Uh, welcome it to the... It doesn't work, does it, for you? <laughs> no, no, no we, need to, we need to find it English first. It's very good. It's very good, old chap. Um, something like that will do. Um, welcome to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Uh, coming from Newcastle upon Tyne, up in the northeast coast of England. Today is Sunday, March the 5th. Eh? All over that. Uh, and we've got Premier League. We've got a weekend of action to review. And then we've got Monday night football in the Prem, Tuesday and Wednesday night Champions League, and then Thursday night Europa League action. So loads to uh, to crack on with. And joining me as ever um, is Mr. Barry Penaluna. All right, Bazza? Good evening. Yes, how are you doing, Morgan? Uh, well, Baz, pardon me. I haven't still quite uh, stopped laughing at Man United yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned the Premier League review, and I did say it. Yeah, I messaged you earlier. I said we've got to start with Man United and Liverpool. We normally go chronological order, and to be honest, yeah. everything that came before that game was pretty fucking shit for me. Um, yeah, I had a terrible week this week. Um, but I think it's right that we start with that game because it's the game everyone's talking about. It's fresh in everyone's mind, and fucking hell, what the hell was that? I mean, well, I, I, it was. <laughs> It was hilarious is what it was. Um, it was really good fun. Um, uh, a reminder, if anyone's... Uh, we are on YouTube, streaming live tonight. Serial, uh, who joined us for the last 30 seconds of the show last night, uh, last time out. But he's first on the register tonight. We knew he would be. Good evening, Serial. And no, it wasn't tennis. Barry's uh, pulled his finger out with his timekeeping. A, yeah. since, um, since I introduced the fine system, I mean, that's just great management, isn't it? Um, and then B, since we've gone on the, uh, since we've gone on the YouTubes, um, Baz is on time. But yeah, so I think we have to uh, start with a headline, which was the game of the week, afternoon, uh, Liverpool 7, Manchester United 0. Um, we both talked up how good a price Man United were, which was funny. Uh, but at some point, I've said before, if you're going to lose, you might as well get beat uh, 7-0. So I didn't actually care. Like I would have paid more money um, to watch them lose 7-0. Um, the majority of my enjoyment came from me being a petty-minded, uh, cynical, um, just an awful football supporter who hates Man United. I would have laughed probably just as much if Liverpool had lost 7-0. That's the stupid thing about it. But I think the wounds are still a bit raw from getting beat off them last week in the Cup, Baz. So I thought this was absolutely tremendous because Manchester United for the last couple of months were becoming unbearable again. Um, the supporters were becoming unbearable. The um, plastic supporters, which is the majority of them. Now, we've talked before about being a grown-up Manchester United supporter. It's the equivalent of wearing a Power Rangers suit. It's just something you do when you are 10. It's not something you do when you're a grown-up. 
Future of Bob Baz, I got some uh, new Spider-Man pyjamas. You'd think I was an idiot. Being a grown-up Man United fan is the same thing. And there was a lot of them last week that got on me week. So, yeah, Eric Den Haag, the next coming. Uh, Casemiro, no, Martinez, the best centre-back in the country. Ridiculous. Uh, Marcus Rashford's run of goals. Um, started with that offside one against Man United. Um, injury time penalty when he's not the penalty taker. Uh, another injury time one against some League One shit like Charlton Athletic. Uh, Keeping error against Barcelona. Deflection against us. I said he was crap last week. Missed two sitters again today. And old mackerel face, Bruno Fernandes, was an absolute embarrassment of a person as well as a footballer and a captain. Um, so that's covered for me, Baz. Anything you want to add to this? Uh, not a lot, really. I mean, <laughs> two games. I mean, we said very early in this podcast, you know, where we it's not personal. Uh, we do hate everyone, don't we? Pretty much, yeah, we do. You know what I mean? So we're not coming on here and just laughing at Man. Had the game have been seven nil, we'd have equally have fucking laughed our tits off. I did say this in a, in a WhatsApp group earlier. I was like, it's one of the few games where I could equally have enjoyed either of those sides getting beat 7-0. Yeah. Shame they couldn't both get beat 7-0, to be honest. Um, just a funny game. I woke up I, I woke up late from an afternoon nap um, and I missed the first 20 minutes and I turned it on and all the talk on the commentators was how good Liverpool were playing. And then for the next 20 minutes or so, I thought Man United played really well. Um, they created good chances in the latter part of that first half. Um, wasted quite a few good chances, didn't they? Rashford missed one. Bruno, that header... Um, I think Anthony might have had a chance. He's fucking shit. I'm going to say it every single week. Anthony is fucking shit. Do you know I just don't get him. I don't don't get him. I don't know what he does. Um, and he certainly didn't help out getting back at all at any point today. He was absolutely shit. He didn't. He wasn't interested when it went two 0 down. Uh, Bruno Fernandez, as you say, absolute disgrace. When he went down clutching his head, yeah, for a. a Blow to the head, which which didn't happen. That was a joke. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, the, the heads just went down, didn't they? As soon as they hit two, they just were not interested. And I'd said last week against us how solid they were with Martinez, Varane, um, you know, how defensively solid they'd, they'd become, you know, with that unit. They were just a shambles. I'm sure two or three of the goals were scored with one of the defenders in the back of the net. Um, it, was mm. just, it was just shambolic at times. Um, I mean, I backed the over 3.5 at 6-4. to four. It was one of the highlights. That was a great win, that. That's uh, ridiculous. It was one of the few wins. Um, really, really good result. Uh, and in play in the Discord channel, I'd said, the first card, it was nil-nil at the time, the first card come out on 40 minutes, and you'd just seen it getting chippy at that point. I said, get on the cards now. Over four and a half was available, 11-10. to 10. Uh, And that come in, the cards was good. It could have been more. I don't know how... Bruno didn't get a card. I don't know how Luke Shaw didn't get a card from that game. Yeah, Luke uh, Shaw could have had about six. Tons of them, like. Um, but yeah, the cards in play look look really good and, and, and got involved in that in the second half. That was good. I mean, hats off to Liverpool. Some of their finishing was outstanding. What a Gakpo, both of his goals mm-hmm. were absolutely sublime. I mean, the ball from Robertson for his first one and then the finish, he just sent Varane to the shop, didn't he? And, and great finish. And then the second one, the way to pass from Salah for Gakpo and then and then just a little chip from, from a tight angle. Um, Salah nearly burst the net with his. Firmino's was a good finish. Some really, really good goals. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, from a Newcastle point of view, bad result for us. I, I, was, I went into it wanting Man United to win. Um, that's, that's now 
you know, a good little run of form Liverpool find themselves in. Clean sheets again. Uh, not not good for us, but uh, how we laughed. Oh, yeah, how we did laugh. Uh, like, yeah, I'll just like add on and say that we're not just being... We are picking and laughing at Man United, but that's what football supporters are meant to do. And I imagine yeah, yeah. if any Man United fans are listening to this, they'll say, ah, well, we beat you in the cup last week. And you're absolutely right. It's just a thing that football fans do. So don't be getting arsy because it's sort of thing. And we got beat 7-0 off Man City yesterday, Man United fans that have been pissing themselves laughing. And that's what you want yeah. them to do. And as I say, had, had Man U beat Liverpool 7-0 a day, I'd have been saying, well done, Man United. Piss funny Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I, just just good fun. I mean, I did, do, do you think, uh, you know, it's a valid question, is is that the most humiliating result in Premier League history? Uh, well, I, I saw you tweeted that out. I think your, your uh, brother was getting involved in that chat as well. And I was just trying to think, uh, there's been quite a lot of humpings recently. Like, Man City, you've put five or six past them, haven't they? But Man City, you've put five or six past everyone. Um, but yeah, I'd need, I'd need to give that a bit of thought, Baz, because I can't really... Like that. Seven, like, seven nil is massive, isn't there's it? There's been eights and nines, but that's been against, like, top three bottom. Yeah, when bottom. That, you know, the, the, the best one's probably Newcastle 5, Man United nil all those years ago, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that was one thing. I mean, we've had, a, we've had a weekend of kind of laughing at other people because, just for reference, Sunderland, our... Uh, local rivals, if you want to call them. They lost 5-1 at home yesterday to Stoke City, where their old manager came back with Stoke, and they were all ready to give the old manager loads of stick because he was a villain for leaving them in the lurch. Um, and then Dwight Gale, an ex-Newcastle player, scored two goals, and then did the Newcastle going up and Sunderland going down dance That's in front of the Sunderland fans. And a few of the Stoke players joined in. My friend, the Sunderland fan, um, who plays baseball? He's a Newcastle night talk. I saw him tweeting that he was at the metro station at quarter past four. Um, so that was a disgrace. Uh, I said they, yeah, maybe they should have called that Sunderland documentary uh, Sunderland until I'm cold and wet rather than Sunderland until I die because that was his reason for leaving. Um, so yeah, we've we've had plenty uh, plenty soccer karma this weekend. But yeah, Liverpool were great. My man Darwin Nunes. Ever since I stopped picking him. Um, uh, he scored another two today. I, th- I think I name-checked Kieran in the week as the person who'd said that Nunes would never, ever make a football. I bet you said it wasn't Kieran. It was a lad you no, worked with. But anyway. No, it's a lad uh, you worked with called Rob. He does occasionally listen to the podcast. He was the one that told me early on, um, you know, when we started the Premier League podcast, that Darwin Nunes would never amount to anything. And he's a Liverpool fan. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe football's not for him because Nunes is clearly a gold machine in the making so uh, if you're listening Rob have a, have a month off I don't know try something different cricket's coming up stuff like that um, Serial's mentioning the Egyptian king in the comments as well Salah yeah, he looks sharp all of a sudden it's, like, it's almost like that Newcastle game sort of fixed him um, here's, here's what I'm you'll enjoy me. this fantasy football yes played me, played me wild card this week okay took Salah out oh. took Darwin Nunes out <laughs> Edison out because Edison can't keep a clean sheet can't keep a clean sheet kept a clean sheet uh, so last week I had Salah captain uh, I had Darwin you know neither neither did anything I had Trent uh, Alexander Arnold took him out so he got rid of all the Liverpool players because why wouldn't you you've got to bring in Brighton and Brentford players to replace them uh, so my uh, the net result of my uh, wild card this week was about a minus 30 if I'd just done nothing I'd have scored 30 points more in the fantasy football this week. Uh, well I've got done, Tony Barry. and Ben Mee playing for Brentford tomorrow. Though. So if Tony gets 
four or five goals, then I'll I'll be I'll be breaking even with card. But yeah, to be fair, it was a big week of wild cards in fantasy football. For anyone that does play fantasy Premier League, a lot of people played the wild cards. A lot of people shipped out the Liverpool players and brought in Brighton and Brentford players who who have a double game coming up. Uh, but yeah, absolute carnage when you look at what could have happened if I'd just not done anything. Um, bit of a blow. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll do some Premier League stuff probably starting next season. So we start to come to yeah. in the middle of the season. I didn't have a team this year because I just had far too much, like the baseball absolutely consumes me. But I, we'll pick some teams next year. We'll get a, a listener league going. We'll definitely um, get a listener it, league for the Premier League because it's a good game. Um, you know, it is a good game. To the, very different to the American fantasy sports. Um, but, it, it, you know, for all those who are regularly listening, we'll definitely get a, a Premier League fantasy league going next year, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we went through the rest of the uh, Prem action after I've told you about WinBet, the official online sports week of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet active in a bunch of states. There's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. March Madness is almost here, plus plenty of ways to win, getting down on the NBA, NHL and XFL. Sign up today, receive a special offer, bet $100. Get $100 limited to state availability. And for our DGENs only, uh, the biggest long shot parley of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. Loads to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Taste and seize at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The SGP and Merge Store uh, it does look like the Merge Store's just thrown up on Barry for the second show running. Uh, continue our new items every day. Head to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favourite shirts, hats, sweats and hoodies. Uh, just in time for March, 10% off when you spend more than $40 and use the code MADNESS. Right, okay. Um, so the weekend started on Saturday lunchtime, which was Manchester City 2, uh, Newcastle United nil. Kind of, I mean, that's three top teams we've played in the last three weeks and we've lost them all 2-0. So the kind of the patterns were there, really. I took both teams to score. Probably should have hit, but didn't. Um, it was the same performance again from, from Newcastle. We played okay. Uh, Man City just seemed to be sleepwalking into a 1-1 draw, um, but we couldn't find the equaliser. And then they kind of this with a bit of a, a sucker punch. I mean, I still Man, Man City's just still don't look like the same team. They get one nil up against us. And really, we're ripe for the taking. We've got a, Jamal Lascelles is playing centre-half, who hasn't played for a long time and was a little bit suspect. And really, they, like I say, they were sleepwalking and it was equalising. Um, and we just I couldn't thought... wear a lot. A lot of teams on other days have. So we still didn't really learn anything about Manchester City. I thought Newcastle underperformed the XG again, um, which is what we said before the show. So it was a comfortable win for Man City. But Newcastle, Newcastle didn't do an awful lot wrong. But I just don't know what to make a Man City pass. I think a bit harsh on Lascelles. I thought Lascelles had a really good game. Oh, I'm no, before the game, I'm saying. Oh, right, yeah, because... You would have picked him. In, I thought he was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was excellent. He you, you think, oh, we're in trouble here, Lascelles up against Holland. I thought he handled Holland really, really well. Never give him a... Correct. Um, so, yeah, he deserves a lot of plaudits, Lascelles, for his performance. For someone who's, you know, not getting a lot of football for us, he says. But as you say, not a lot more to say, really. Same thing, Callum Milson. Got a great chance in the first half. Took it like yeah. a man who has no confidence in himself at all. He, he needs to come out of the team for a bit, Wilson. Um, and then Joe Linton's got to get on to the end of that other one. Which yeah. One, one, sorry. Um, so as you say, I mean, I was very unimpressed with Gordon. Anthony Gordon just didn't 
do anything at all. I was looking forward to him starting and getting a chance, but didn't really see much from him. But tough, tough game to come into. You know, we've got better games to come. As you say, we played Liverpool, Man United, Man City, three games on the bounce. Um, things don't look great. But if you look at the league table and not at the form, we're still in a great position and, and got a chance. We've just got to make sure we don't let the season fizzle out from here. Um and start to get back to what we were doing earlier in the season, like. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, last the, the the top of the show on Thursday, we kind of tempted ourselves for how well we thought we were reading the card over the last three or four weeks that we've done well. Um, yeah, and it yeah, didn't quite work out. Two, I took the over two point five in this one again. Probably a bit unlucky not to uh, have hit, but but yeah, a bad start and pretty much. Um, you know, carried on that way throughout Saturday. Yeah. Uh, next up was uh, uh, the maddest game of the weekend, Arsenal 3, Bournemouth 2. Um, Arsenal coming from 2-0 down to win it in the 97th minute. Um, Arsenal still living on their nerves. Um, it was a really weird one. Like, um, probably more, most memorable, Baz, for you losing your bet inside 9.4 seconds. Is that a, yes. It's got to be, it's got to be oh. a network record, that, hasn't it? No, so yes, it, it is, but there's a, there's a question that follows that because because yeah, I took Arsenal to win to nil nine seconds in, game over, bosh, um, really really good. However, there's a genuine question here for anybody listening now. Let us know on Twitter or in the Discord or if you're in the YouTube now. It's probably just serial. What is the worst losing bet of the weekend? What is worse, my clean sheet for Arsenal going down in nine seconds, or Man United? Malcolm pick from Man United to win with yeah. uh, seven goals. So it's an interesting question. I've put it out to a couple of friends. It what, is a good bet, yeah. What's the worst pick out of these two? Uh, and the unanimous decision was the Man United pick is more disastrous than the Arsenal pick. Uh, it's close. I'm, I'm not taking sides. I genuinely am. Yeah, uh, you're, yeah. Both, both horrific in terms of uh, you know how close they were to winning. Um, I mean, nine seconds is, is pretty uh, epic. But, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, what a game for Arsenal. Um, we took... We, we, we were both in sort of survival leagues, aren't we? Uh, last match. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you were on Arsenal there. Uh, that was going to knock out about 75% of the entries in that league until the last minute. Um, I mean, the there's a lot of positives for Arsenal that they don't give up. They're never dead. Um, it's the sort of thing we've seen from teams like Man United and Liverpool's over the years. Just never saying never. Don't give up till the end. Get those wins. And it's a sign of, you know, teams who go on and win championships. Um, but I did say yes as well. Another way to look at it is fucking, they're making it hard. Like, you know, the scrape to win against Villa really, really late on. Scrape to win against Bournemouth. Yeah. You can't keep doing that too often. Um, you know, they'll look at it and, and right, rightfully so, just live for the moment. You know, it's a great win. Um, but someone will catch them out. Like if, it, if you're, you know, leaving it that late, week in, week out. Um, yes, yeah. I just think with that, but plus Manchester City, just looking cheap. Yeah, you don't think Man City oh, group... Yeah, yeah, go, going to go on a roll. You think Arsenal might have another life? Because was, Man City look like they're going to give them another life or two. Because yeah, you can see the Man City, uh, you know, see Man City going and beating Arsenal again, but I don't think that's that pivotal. Uh, uh, I think both of these sides will lose more points across 
the season. Um, as you say, at one nil up, Man City were there for the taking. We created chances against them. Um, Man City will drop more points, and I think Arsenal will. I, I think you know that those Villa games and Bournemouth games shows enough for me that people can get at Arsenal and, and, and make it tricky for them. Um, I still think Arsenal. I mean, they're slight favourites with a with the league and I, I think that's probably just about right um, because you just this Man City I've said it a few times now this Man City team just doesn't look like the team that'll go on a 10-11 game winning streak as they've, they've done previously um, so yeah, yeah long, long way to go in this tight race I think there will be twists and turns left in it yeah absolutely right we're going to have to bosh you these a bit quicker but as we yeah, dwelt on dwelt on the they're all shite anyway Malcolm Dwelt on the two. Yeah, yeah, fix were. Well, Villa won Palace nil. Uh, I had Villa on the money line. That's a little tick for me. Uh, you took the door. That was a good pick. I, I love that pick. It was probably my favourite one of the weekend. Um, it was a good team versus a bad team of plus money. I mean, I don't know what was not to like about that. Um, so, yeah, I was delighted with that one. Ollie Watkins was my goal scorer. Picked Mr. An absolute sitter. Dragged one past the post from six yards open goal. Um, Brighton four, West Ham nil. I took the over two with both teams to score. I did fancy Brighton to get back to it. We, I said that they were due to get back to um, goals. And I was right, but I did expect West Ham to join in as well, and they didn't. Um, Bazu took the under two and a half, which, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I did, I did see in me, in me sort of talk for that one. I, I said, sooner or later, Brighton will click and hit all these, take all these chances and hit someone for a few. I just didn't think it was this week. Uh, I thought under 2.5 looked good with the, the form for both teams on that. Uh, but yeah, this was the week that clicked and no good for me. Another loser. No good for you. Chelsea won Leeds nil. Uh, I took the draw. I was close because I didn't really fancy Chelsea and they scraped it. We said Chelsea might just win, but you couldn't back them at that price. Um, this result really doesn't tell us much at all about either team. Um Baz under the under two and a half. That was a nice system play for you because you just followed the trends there. Yeah, it hit seven in a row for Chelsea. Um, and I think uh, it had hit good, good for Leeds games recently. Um, so just keep following that with Chelsea. Under 2.5 is hitting every week. Uh, so yeah, that was first first win of the week for me. Uh, and then we moved on to Wolves v Spurs. And, and again, uh, another winner. But um, I'll let you go. Yeah, Spurs, Wolves three. won. Wolves won Spurs nil. Um, this was one of my best bets of the of the weekend. Half time nil nil uh, at thirteen yeah. to eight. Uh, nice price winner. I mean, Spurs are shite, bads. We can't keep saying it. I was stunned that in, when I did the preview and they'd won four out of five, and I, I couldn't remember them winning four out of five because I shite every week. Um, and then we shite again. Um, you took all teams to scores a no, um, which was good. Um, good goal from Triori. He's a little bit mad, Triori. Generally speaking, his big shiny arms uh, and in two, keeping, he scored a great. Scored. Out, two yeah. patterns I picked out, wasn't it? The both teams to score no um, had hit something like seven in a row, I think, for Spurs games, um, and and quite six of the last seven, I think, for for Bournemouth possibly. The other pattern that I keep mentioning doing is Wolves at home, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. Yeah. Win. We've done nine in a row, and I did say if that pattern continues, it leads to a Wolves win. So now ten in a row, they alternate wins and losses. Keep an eye out next time they're at home; they're definitely losing. I've got a uh, live sweat going on the golf here, so I've had to, I've paused it, but I can't. I've got no discipline, so I was going to go back there and try and watch it live once we finish this. 
but I've just uh, I've got the Betfair numbers up in front, so I'm watching the numbers flash. But it looks like I'm going to get done. In. I had Rory back at ten to one in play, um, tied going down the last. But it looks like Kitty Armour is going to hit it. He's just gone fives on in running, so it looks like he's going to birdie the last and chin me um, on the 18th hole. So that's a little bit disappointing. But uh, Southampton won Leicester nil. This was a weird one because it was all Leicester. Uh, Leicester missed chance after chance after chance. Then Southampton missed a penalty. Then got a goal and then hung on. It's less than missed another load of chances. Um, I actually still think this was probably the right pick, pass. It was a team, right? You took Leicester as well. Um, yeah. And if you ask me to do it, I'd back Leicester again because sometimes you make the right pick. It doesn't come your way. We've talked before. Element number three is the look. Um, goal, and this was the one. We just pick. didn't get the look. Goal scorer pick for me, Ian Acho. And like you were Oh, how many chances did he miss? So many chances. He had an XG on his own of 1.06 or something like that. Um, <laughs> That's a lucky. Horrible for a goal score. And a good price he was as well. Close to 11 to 4, I think, or 5 to 2, something like that. A good, good price. And yeah, he had tons of chances to get it. Yeah, no good. Uh, uh, and then one of that game today was Nottingham Forest 2, Everton 2. I took Forest. Uh, it was a good game. I saw that Everton flowed, really. This had. Uh, they were in the radio. This was the lowest scoring team in the league against the second lowest scoring team in the league. So we weren't expecting much. Uh, you took both teams to score. No, it was one all after 17 minutes. So that was yeah. close. Um, defeat. I took Forest. They were probably the better team, but did have to come from behind twice. So I was never really in the chair for a winner. I was just kind of happy that Everton didn't win. was my main take. I'm trying to find a positive after that. But it was a decent game of football. Listen, Forest is still more than competitive at home. Um, Everton, do you know what? I watch this quite closely, Baz, and Sean Dyche doesn't seem to be getting through to his players. He seems frustrated. Dyche has his ideas about what he wants to do, and the players aren't doing it like. Um, so there's been no immediate bounce, like no sustained bounce. They got that game against Arsenal. But I'd be a little bit concerned if I was Everton because Dyche just looked frustrated with his message not getting through today. Yeah, same. Uh, I, I took the both teams to score no in this one. Uh, another very, very quick quick loser. But uh, Forest at home, as I say, they're a very, very hard team to beat. Don't lose very often. Newcastle have got to go there in a couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a tricky game for us. That. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know why, Bas. Right, we've got uh, Monday Night Football, Brentford, Fulham, then Champions League, Europa League. There's two items on my desk here, Bas. They aren't mine. They'll be property of the admin department. Two items that you could buy from a hardware shop. Uh, I'll give you five points if you can guess either of them. Uh, a nail? No. A hammer? Well, if it's not a hammer, I mean, it's, you, you, two that's a terrible guess. Tape measure yeah. and some Gorilla glue. Yeah. Yeah. Then so, what's, what's fell apart? And the my my fancy lights that I make that I light up the casino with have fallen apart. That's what the griller glues for is to fix the lights. Um, yeah. She'll be doing that. Um, no idea what the tape measures for, but uh, yeah, um, measure some stuff. Right then. <laughs> so, you enjoy that? Yeah, good. Yeah, did you? <laughs> it was it was interesting, but it was uh, more award winning. Nothing, nothing interesting around me. No, no cake this week. Lots of alcohol. What's, no. what's the nearest bottle of alcohol to me, Malcolm? Here's, here's one Be for a you. Glass of, 
glass of red wine, a uh, bottle of red wine in it. Probably what a Merlot. What is it? A what? The nearest bottle. The only thing that's in my reach on a big drinks cabinet here. Uh, a bottle of bottle of Baileys. Uh, you're miles off. It's a bottle of creme de mer. Creme de what? Creme de mer. It's a black currant liqueur in it. Okay. Blackberry, Blackberry liqueur. Blackberry uh, liqueur. You changed, a, a gin bramble cocktail. Look it up. Nice. Okay, nice. Uh, Underdog Fantasy, um, back your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts. Uh, got you covered in a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favourite player props if they're not available in your state. Head to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Underdogfantasy.com, pro. More code SGPN. Okay, we're back in the uh, in Europe um, in a little while, but we've got Monday night football here. Yeah? Uh, Eight o'clock kickoff, three p.m. Eastern time. Brentford and Fulham. Brentford are nineteen to twenty minus one hundred five. The draw is thirteen to five plus three sixty, and uh, Fulham are eleven to four plus two seventy five. Uh, Brentford are unbeaten in eleven. Uh, they've slowed down a little bit. They've drawn three of their last four. Uh, that's still an incredible record, really, for Brentford. Um, Fulham are going well as well. Um, seven of their last eight have gone under. We've talked before um, about them being kind of under machines. They've got uh, Solomon, kind of a new name, a new face. who scored a few goals for them. Israeli international, I believe, got the winner in the smash and grab at Brighton recently. Um, they drew 1-1 with Wolves. Brentford's home record is incredible. Really good. 1.92 um, points per game for Brentford. Um, but I mean, Fulham, I, Fulham's win at Brighton was really good. Um, I took Fulham for a draw and hit it against Wolves last week. And I think Fulham can do the same again. This is, looks kind of a, a similar game. It's got like a, it's got the look of a one-one draw written all over it for me, Buzz. I know, like I said, Brenton's home form is the fly in the ointment because they are a different team. But Fulham are just just in good form, and the very very similar teams here. So I think this is a similar comp, and I'm going to take the draw, Buzz, a twelve to five plus three sixty. Yeah, I don't mind that. It's a tricky one, this one. I mean, as you say, both both in good form, like, um, you know, Brentford only unbeaten in eight league games. Um, Fulham have had a few cup games in their recent form, but they've gone seven unbeaten in all competitions and, and plenty of leans towards the unders. Four of the last five uh, have gone under for Brighton, Brentford and six of the last seven went under for Fulham. So a few leans to the unders, um, but I think, I think there could be goals in this. The head head earlier in the season um, was three two to Fulham, plenty of goals there. Two teams in good form, both with a push on to try and nick a Europa League spot this year. Uh, and I think it's a tricky one to handicap. I think you're right. You know, Brentford at home are a good side, but I just felt they were a little bit short. I, I, I couldn't really back them out. I keep expecting Fulham to drop off, um, yeah. but they keep hanging around. Um, and I think they'll they'll keep doing that here. I, I, I like Brentford, but I just I, I can't see. I think Fulham will get on the score sheet. They've, Fulham have scored in all of the last five games, uh, and Brentford have failed to score in only one of the last eleven games. Uh, so I thought the both teams to score was the best play here. It's a little bit short. It's three to five. Um, 
So, but that's the play for me. Both teams to score. I think similar to you, it might be a one-one, two-two, something like that. Um, both teams to score is the bet for me. If we had a bad week, Baz, we can uh, rebuild brick by brick. So three to five shots are allowed as we set our foundations. Three to four, rest. just to, just to uh, clarify. Oh, three to I four. You run. did you did say three to five, Baz. You sort of accusingly mentioning things like that to me. Um, my golf bet's gone tits up. That would have been a nice uh, little little boost to the week. But anyway, we'll we'll file that away in Sunday's losers and we we'll get back to winning ways with that draw tomorrow. Um, so then it's Champions League. It's the second leg of the games we saw two weeks ago. Um, four games on Tuesday. Sorry, two games on Tuesday, two games on Wednesday. Uh, Tuesday night starts with the 8pm kickoff, 3pm Eastern time between Benfica and Club Bruges, uh, where Benfica are the 11 to 25 favourites. Minus 227. The draw is 15 to 4, plus 375. And Bruges 11 to 2, plus 550. Uh, Baz, short favourites, Benfica, um, justifiably so? I think so. I mean, my handicap for this one's quite brief, really. Benfica 2-0 up from the first leg. Since that first leg game, they've won three out of three in the league, all by two goals. Um, they've actually won seven in a row in the league, and all of those wins have been two or more goals, uh, two or more goal margins. Um, we talked before the first leg about how poor Bruges had been before that, that game. They'd had just one win in 11 before the first uh, game. Since then, they've played three as well. Won one, lost one, drawn one. Did lose 3-0 at the weekend to Oostend. Um <laughs> If that's how you say it. No, I was looking for... I wrote down Oostend. I thought it was notable to write down in order to say Oostend out loud. So I have done twice now. Um, these second legs can be a little bit risky, Con, especially where the home team's already got a good lead built up as uh, Benfica have here. Uh, but I think momentum's a big thing. Benfica want to keep up their winning form. Um, won't take any chances here. I'm just going to stick with the form. They always win by two or more at the moment. Uh, I think they'll do so again. Don't think Bruges are very good. And Benfica at home will, will sort of cruise through this one, I think. 11 to 10, plus 110 on the handicap, minus 1.5. So Benfica win by two or more. 11 to 10 is the bet for me. Okay. Um yeah, Benfica, uh, sorry, Bruce managed by uh, Scotty Parker, ex-Newcastle United. The kids' football last week, the coach was teaching them to do the Javi manoeuvre, sort of the full 360. And I had to interrupt and say, that's not a Javi, that's a Scott Parker. And about Probably six did. or seven, six or seven of the dads like looked at me as if to say, yeah, you're right, it's definitely a Scott Parker, uh, not a Javi. Um, yeah, and he's taking them backwards. I'm sure they sold a big clumsy striker to Southampton as well. They're not in great form. They lost 3-0 to Oosted, said it again. Um, I think you'd have made this pick, Baz, if Bournemouth hadn't burned your fingers. I think it's got to be Benfica to nil. I just don't know why. Bruce, you've got real, no real, um, what's the word I'm looking for? No real, I can't think of the word, like an excuse to get into this game. Uh, Benfica will score early and that'll be the end of it. So I'm going to take Benfica to win to nil. Price is 11 to 8. Uh, plus 137. Benfica have won seven in a row at home and just conceded uh, once in that spell as well. Um, so, yeah, the, the winter then looks like a good price. 11 to 8, plus 137. Uh, the second game on Tuesday, same kickoff time, is Chelsea against Borussia Dortmund. Chelsea 9 to 10, minus 110. The draws at 5 to 2, plus 250. Dortmund are 16 to 5, plus 320. Dortmund lead 1 0 from that great Adeyemi goal. 
uh, in Germany in the first leg. I had a few really simple handicaps tonight, Buzz. Like the, I normally sort of set aside half a page of notes for each handicap. I managed to get, I reached a few conclusions in like two lines a couple of times. This was one of them um, because I'm still way out on Chelsea. Um, I was out on them. I've been on them for ages um, and correctly so. The win at the weekend over Leeds taught us nothing. They scored from a set piece um, in a close contested game against the team. Really, they should be considerably better than. Um, and that changed, so that changed nothing for me. Uh, and Dortmund win every week. <laughs> My concern is this weird self-motivating thing that Chelsea seem able to do that no other football team in the history of ever has done. Uh, but Dortmund win regularly and score lots of goals. Chelsea will have to come out and get a goal, uh, bringing 1-0 down. And I think Dortmund can pick them off. So I'm going to take Dortmund on the money line, Baz. 16-5 to plus 320. Serial's uh, just put a question in the chat, um, which is what we want to see. Bit of interaction. We need to get more people on the YouTube. So remember, if you listen to this tomorrow on the podcast... We're going to be on YouTube every Sunday night at 10 o'clock and every Thursday night at 8.30. And a bit more interactions, what we want. Serial wants to know what's Chelsea's XG this season compared to their actual goals. Um, I can tell you they've scored 24 goals in the Premier League uh, against an XG of 30.1. So mm. well behind uh, their XG for the season. Do you know why that is? It's because Kai Havertz couldn't finish his dinner. Honest to God, like what he's doing, poncing about up front, Bloke's got no business there. Like, he might be able to, well, I don't know, mince about the wing or something. You can't put him up front. It's an absolute travesty. For that, we spent nine gazillion pounds and still have him trotting about up front. It's ridiculous. Anyway, crack on. Champions League to be closer. They've got 10 goals against an XG of 12. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm sim- similar. Sorry, what was your pick on this one? Dortmund to win. Money line. Win. Uh, fair enough. Um, I've... Tempered mine a little bit. Chelsea may have got a win at the weekend. and I, I didn't watch the game, but I listened to a lot of the radio coverage afterwards and fan phone-ins and stuff. And Chelsea fans were absolutely livid with the performance. Despite the fact they'd won, I heard a lot of Chelsea fans saying how awful they were. Um, they did score a goal for the first time in four games. Um, but that's two defeats and a win since the first leg, which they lost 1-0. I think it's a horrible game for Chelsea team. You know, Chelsea team has low on confidence. Um, I mean, they did play quite well in the first leg. They'll definitely feel unlucky coming into this 1-0 down. The XG for that game was one and a half to Dortmund and two to Chelsea. Uh, eight mm-hmm. shots on target they had that night. So, so they are unlucky to be one down. But Dortmund are absolutely flying at the moment. They've won nine out of nine in all competitions since the World Cup. Um, they've won all three of their games since since their first leg obviously scored seven conceded two and I just think they're a really hard side to beat away from home in the Champions League this year uh, Dortmund they drew with Copenhagen they beat Sevilla 4-2 and even the Man City game at the Etihad they lost 2-1 but they were 1-0 up with 10 minutes to go in that game Man City beat them 2-1 in the end but two really late goals um, shows you they're a hard side to beat um, so I think Chelsea have to go for it here, but I think they'll leave opportunities for Dortmund on the break. Um, and, and I think Dortmund will get something. I think Dortmund will score. I mean, Dortmund haven't failed to score in a game since November. Um, early November when the last failed to score. And then you've got a Chelsea side who haven't scored two or more in a game for about two months, three months. 11 games, they haven't scored two or more goals. Um 
So I just don't think Dortmund lose here. I think they'll score, and I think Chelsea will struggle to keep up with them. Um, I mean, they don't need to win, which is the concern for me with the, the Dortmund money line, um, which is why I've went for the double chance. It's five to six market, Dortmund plus half a goal on the handicap, or Dortmund double chance market, five to six. Uh, that's the pick for me. I think I think Dortmund won't, won't lose this game. And on the double chance, exactly the same pick as uh, Serial put in the chat as well there. Bit of a... Bit of yeah, a team I, know Cereal's, um, I know Serial's on uh, Dortmund to qualify as well. I think he doubled that up with Spurs to qualify in the Milan game, which will be coming up too soon. Mm. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what our thoughts are on whether Spurs can qualify from that one in soon. See, see. Yeah, they play on the uh, Wednesday night, same time kickoffs, eight pm, three pm Eastern, um, and probably the game of the week: Bayern Munich against PSG. Bayern Munich four to five minus one twenty five. And the draw sixteen to five plus three twenty PSG fourteen to five plus two eighty. Uh, Baz, this was you. Uh, we start on PSG here. Did you say sorry? Switched off. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one nil from the first leg, isn't it? Bayern followed that one up with a defeat to Mönchengladbach, which has blown the title race wide open in Germany. Um, brought Dortmund right back into it. Uh, they've since won the last two. Quick mention to that German league. I, I, you know, people often say the Premier League's the best league around. The German League this year is very exciting. At the top end, you've got Dortmund and Bayern, level on points, great tight race. The bottom end of the table, the bottom five teams in Germany covered by one point. Wow. Um, absolutely enthralling finishing in store in that league. So I, I am getting more and more into the German League. I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for Dortmund, uh, having went there for a game a few years back. Yeah, so I'd love to see Dortmund win it, but uh, that that title race looks really, really. It's a good league to watch. Like if there's a, a Friday night game or whatever, you just stick it on you. You're pretty much guaranteed a, a bit of entertainment. Like the, um, you, you normally get some good goals. Yeah, it's very entertaining league. Yeah. So so yeah, they've won the last two since that defeat to Mönchengladbach. PSG went into the first game off the back of two defeats, so that made it three losses on the bounce for them, but they have followed that up with three league wins, scored 11 in those three games, um, but they did concede five goals. Um, this is the game I'm most looking forward to this week, and I'm taking it to be a bit of a goal fest. I did back goals in the first leg, and it didn't transpire, but in the second leg game, with all the attack and talent PSG have, and, and coming from behind, I can just say it being a really entertaining game. Um just one clean sheet in nine for Bayern. Um, but sorry, one clean sheet in nine for PSG um, means Bayern will still fancy themselves to get on the score sheet here, um, which would then mean you know PSG needing at least two or three to, to keep the game alive. Um, I'm, I'm taking the overs here, over 3.5, because over 2.5 is very, very short at four to nine. Um, I'm happy to take that it'll be four or more goals in this game. It's 11 to 10. Over three point five goals for me. Over three point five goals for eleven. You've been uh, been enjoying the goals bets lately, Baz. Getting up the uh, getting up the ladder. Um, this was my uh, quickest handicap of the week. Uh, I made it two lines. Well, I dragged it out to two lines. I watched the first leg here, Baz, and Bayern Munich were considerably better than PSG. It wasn't really very close. The scoreline was close. And, I mean, I'm guessing Mbappe is back. He came off the bench that night, so I'm assuming he's fit. Um, Bayern Munich were, like, considerably the better team. You know, I know, I know you can't come. Um, Aston Villa v Palace that we've just talked about. Um, I know the teams are a little bit better. It's the same thing. 
Munich are better than PSG, like considerably, not even close. Give me Munich on the money line, uh, four to five, my, minus one twenty-five. They'll win, and we can move on straight forward. Um, uh, yeah, mm. yeah. No, yeah, well. don't like it. Don't like it. Yeah, well, your funeral, Baz. Uh, next up is Tottenham against AC Milan. Tottenham are nineteen to twenty minus one hundred five. The draw is thirteen to five, um, and AC Milan are eleven to four plus two seventy five. Tottenham are rubbish. Uh, they're inconsistent. They're flaky. Um, so I don't know what to get out of Tottenham at all. The handicap of this game for me surrounds what we can expect from Milan. Um, now they're fourth in Syria at. Um, however, <laughs> on further inspection, they're like an Italian Spurs. Um, they win big, they lose big, they're all over the place. They're not great away from home. But I wasn't good enough to hurt this out. It was beyond me. I'll hold my hands up. It was beyond me. What I've done is, I mean, it's a knockout game. I expect it to be a little bit more open. Milan need 1 0 uh, from the first leg. I have guessed, Barry, on that basis, both teams to score 4 to 5. Minus 125, and I might as well have just stuck a pin in the computer screen because it's just complete guesswork on that. Really, really hard. I'd like to know if you had a a better handle on anything. Um, I had a completely different handle on it to to that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shit. Um, I mean, I agree. I I can't pick a winner on the money line. I have no idea which way to go either. Um, As you say, the first leg Spurs produced very little... um, they did follow it up with two league wins and then I went and got beat off Sheffield United in the Cup, got beat off Wolves at the weekend. And they just, uh, bro, Spurs continue to be bipolar. We mentioned earlier in the year, they're up one week, they're down the next. Uh, so you've just got to work out which side turns up this week and, and nobody ever knows. Milan have played three since that first leg. They've won two before they lost to Fiorentina at the weekend. Big thing in Spurs' favour is their recent home form. Uh, they did beat Man City, West Ham, Chelsea in the last three home games and didn't concede a goal in those. <laughs> I've wrote here eight of the last nine games for Spurs have been both teams to score no um, yeah. I, played, I played that at the weekend in the Wolves-Spurs game and, and came out on the right side of that seven of the last nine for AC Milan also hit both teams to score no um, and I haven't went with the both teams to score no so it's not a direct fade of your bet uh, I've just put I think it'll be low score and the both teams to score no available at 19 to 20 does appeal uh, but I've decided to get the 1-1 on my side as well um, which plays into your hands. So I'll take the yeah. under 2.5. So I've got the chance of a, a 1-0 either side, 2-0 either side, but I've also got the 1-1 there, which I wouldn't have if I took both teams to score no. So under is at 4-5, under 2.5 goals is the is a play for me here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just hard. Tottenham do have the ability just to turn it on at home a little bit. Um we see the beat Manchester City to him. I think sort of Kane and, and, and Son and players like that they can do a little bit, a little bit better to him on the, on the bigger occasion, Tottenham. But like I said, yeah, they're I mean, so they, f- flaky and unreliable. They did it in the group stage, didn't they? Went right down to the wire. Was it Marseille last game of the group stage? Um, yeah. Where they really had to dig it out. Um, and, you know, that was a high-scoring game later on um, when they got through that. But uh, So, yeah, I absolutely could be on the wrong side of it, but you got to go somewhere, and, and it, they are a hard team to handicap at the moment, Spurs, like, really hard. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to go into the Europa League now, which is Thursday evening. Um, the We've got two different time kickoffs here. Um, we've got a tea time kickoff. 
between Sporting Lisbon and Arsenal, which is a 5.45 kickoff uh, in the UK, 3.45 Eastern time, uh, where Sporting Lisbon are the 5-2 to two home puppies, plus 250. Uh, the draws at 12-5, to five, plus 240. And Arsenal are 11-10, to 10, plus 110. I thought this was really hard as well, Baz. Um, Sporting Lisbon v Arsenal, what you got? Yes, I agree. Dif- difficult, and I'll explain why. I think it's difficult. Sporting currently fourth in the league. Um, they got here by beating Midland. How would you say that one, Malcolm? Yeah, that's good. I'll go with, I'll go with Midland. They beat them five one on aggregate. One uh, one in the home leg, and then beat them four 0 on the road. Um, they've won the last four games, and only two defeats in the last ten. Both of which came at the hands of FC Porto, who are currently second in the league. Arsenal, I've say, you know, they're getting the job done. Four wins in a row now, 12 goals scored. Um, they topped their Europa League group with 15 points. So only PSV beat them in the group stage. Um, I just don't know what to expect from Arsenal here. I think I think we're Man United. You know, we're coming to Man United in a minute. I think they'll have an eye on potentially winning this tournament, particularly after that Barcelona. Suddenly, there's, there's a belief there that this could be another tournament and they, they could go on and win. And I don't know if Arsenal may see this now as a bit of a distraction with them being right in the title race. And, you know, they'll never have a better opportunity of winning the title than they've got this year. Um, and I mean, we won't really know how they're approaching this until we see the lineups. But I'm I'm making the assumption here that they'll make a few changes for this. With one eye on the Fulham game on Sunday, the Premier League has to be a priority for them. I know you know we're getting into the sort of business end of this tournament, but I think they'll they'll make changes. Hope they can sort of grind out a, a result here. You know, take a nil nil or something back to home and and then see off Sporting in the home game. Um, so yeah, interesting to see the lineups before make any firm decisions on it. But I've gone with a low scoring affair here. Arsenal's last three wins in the Europa League were all one nils. Um, as I say, they only had one def- one defeat in the uh, group stage, and that was a two nil defeat. So another unders four out of the last four to the unders, and that's where I'm going. I think Sporting can keep this tight and give themselves a chance in the second leg, and I think Arsenal will be equally happy. Um, if they do make changes, as I think they might do, I think they'll be equally happy to come away with a sort of 1-0 win or a 0-0. Under 2.5 at 4-5 to five is the pick for me in this one. Yeah, you've um, you've nailed the uh, the crucial part of handicap in this game, Baz, which is how Arsenal are viewing it, like on the back of the weekend and, and with an eye on, on the league title. Um, so I wrote down the same notes. I mean, it, Arsenal, <laughs> the priority is the Premier League. They're now... As a look-ahead spot, they go to Fulham on Sunday. So it's not a big travel spot for them. Um, actually, two-mile bus ride for them on, on Sunday. So that's not a huge thing. They will make changes. It's a case of how many. But handicapping this now, four days out. I mean, Lisbon, it's it hard because of the, the lack of depth in that league. They're fourth in the Portuguese league, which is slightly disappointing, really. Um, there's only four teams who are any good. They've won six or seven. But that's kind of how the Portuguese league pans out. You have to beat all those other teams. The three games they played against the good opposition, um, Benfica, Porto and Braga, they won one, drew one, lost one. So you get no real pattern. There's no patterns with both teams, score or over, under. Really hard to, to analyse on saying all of that. I think I've taken Arsenal to win just on the comparative strengths of the league. Um, Arsenal that's it that's pretty much my sole handicapping of this 
Arsenal might make seven changes and that point that bet then looks a little bit ropey because Sporting sitting fourth in their league they'll be absolutely going for this uh, so yeah me, me instinct just on the strength of the league I've got Arsenal at 11 to 10 uh, plus 110 but it's not a confident play something like that 1-0 win though that you're talking about serials in there saying the under two and a half as well um, so yeah, yeah I'm going to take Arsenal um, hopefully they can squeak me a 1-0 win uh, finally uh, 8 o'clock um, on Thursday 3pm Eastern time is Manchester United against Real Betis uh, if Spain Manchester United are 11 to 25 uh, the draw is 7 to 2 and Betis are 6 to 1 so Man United could we have another laugh at them got a good hump in the day and I loved every second of it like I say they were becoming unbearable so all of a sudden now you have to factor in what difference that's going to make there was one grown up Manchester United fan in the uh, Newcastle Nighthawks WhatsApp chat today so, you know, Ten Hag will have that sorted out. And I think even Gary Neville said it in the game. Um, again, they've got this, they've got the manager on a pedestal already. So it'll only take him three days to sort out whatever went wrong today. Um, but yeah, the reaction's going to be really, really interesting. I think they will make one or two changes. Um, I think uh, Harry Maguire normally comes in for games like this. They'll give, a, they'll give a rest to one or two. Batiste have won three in a row. And the key for me is their last four games have had the total goals, 5-3, five, 5-7. Five, uh, so goals galore in these bitties games. Now, I've been out on Manchester United, partly because I'm a dick and I hate them, but also partly because I just haven't trusted what I've seen with my own eyeballs. And that came home to roost in spades this afternoon. And that carries on for me. I still don't trust them. There's, I think they've been incredibly fortunate and, uh, they've had an easy schedule. The, like I saw the stat last week, 10 consecutive home draws in domestic cup competitions. Uh, odds of 1,024 to 1. I mean, <laughs> what's like what you... And that, that's not to mention the calibre of the opposition, the older Charlton Athletics and Fleetwood Towns and shake it again. Um, I'm getting off track again. So my pick is both teams to score, Baz, at 9 to 10, minus 110. I can't say them keeping a clean sheet. Mind we get a goal. Uh, but I 100% can see Batiste getting on the score sheet. Um, and I'll throw out my underdog play now as well, um, which is Batiste's team total to get um, two or more. Is it 130 plus 333? Because uh, I think they could possibly get a couple of goals. They've been amongst the goals. Don't trust my new. And they'll make a couple of changes as well, giving Real a chance. So I'm going to say both teams to score, but maybe throw a pizza bet um, on them to score two or more. I don't like any of that, Malcolm. No, not at all. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I think Man United will will be up for it. I think they will make a couple of changes, but after a massive effort to get yeah, get past Barcelona, they won't want it to all fizzle out uh, against Betis in this. I, I, as I say, I think it's a, it's a tournament they could go on and win. Um, I really do fancy them to, to get a result here. Um, it's a quick opportunity to try and put that behind them. It's what they'll, they'll want to do. You know, we'll, we'll see whether they can do it. Um, I, th- I think they'll be strong enough in terms of their lineup, and the home form is outstanding. I don't see how you can't trust them at home. Um, they've not lost at home since they beat, got beat off Sociedad back in September. Um, we're getting on for nearly six months since they last lost a home game. Um, so if if Betis are going to score two goals, the pick was both teams to score though. Baz, there's no way man you have been solid defensively at home. 
Well, everyone I mean, either has or should have scored past them. They're scoring plenty at home. They've gone 15 games at home now, scoring at least two goals. So, so that you know, in terms of the Man U side of things, I, th- I think I can trust. I have to trust them at home to get a result here. I do. Um, as you say, Betis have won the last three on the bounce, all, all by a one-goal margin. But they have been leaky. They've, they've had no clean sheet in five. They've conceded 11 in the last five, and they've only got one clean sheet in the last ten. So I'm looking at the other side of it and thinking, I fancy Man U to get a few goals here. Betis are conceding often enough. Man U score two goals at home every single time. Um, and if you do that, I think you give yourself a shot at the handicap, and I'll take Man U in the handicap, minus 1.5, 11 to 10, plus 110. Man United to win by two or more. Okay, minus one. But still don't know why you uh, declared yourself out on the both teams to score, but I think Man will win 2 0, 3 0. Okay. Uh, right then, so I've thrown out my dog. Um, that, the, that's the handicap. Uh, the six games seven games for this week uh, done I uh, didn't have a goal scorer particularly Baz or a accumulator I did have my dog which I've just given you uh, Real Batiste team total over one and a half you, did you have anything fancy? yeah yeah I've got um, an underdog player for the week uh, and for me you won't like this one it's PSG at three to one to win in 90 minutes against Bayern um, I get why Bayern are favourites, but all, with all of the attacking qualities of PSG, you can never rule them out of pulling out a win here. Um, and three to one's available if you shop around, plus 300 for PSG to win in 90 minutes. I just think it's worth a punt. They lost the last two head to heads against Bayern 1 0. But the last time they played Bayern in Germany was the 2021 Champions League quarter final. Won 3 2 that day, which plays into my over three and a half. It plays into the, the possibility of PSG going over to Bayern and getting a result. And it's the sort of game I think it can turn into. I, th- I think it'll be high on goals. And I just think it's 3-1 PSG is, is worth a go. And if you want to be a bit braver, PSG to qualify, you can get 5-1 if you shop around on the to qualify market. Um, so, yeah, PSG for me, 3-1 is the underdog. Uh, and I did pick out one scorer. Uh, I really fancy Benfica to have a comfortable win against Bruges. Uh, Goncalo Ramos is the main man for them. He's scored 15-19 and 19 this season. Gonzalo, Baz, give it a bit of flair, man. Goncalo, Gonzalo, Goncalo. We'll call him Ramos. Uh, 15 and 19 this season. He scored two at the weekend. Uh, I fancy Benfica to win well in this game, and I'll take him at 11 to 10 plus 110 for an anytime goal. Goncalo Ramos. Okey doke. That um, is and- it for me. That is it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We've got the end of the show, unless Baz has any silliness he'd like to uh, tell us about on this Sunday evening. Not really. No, quite, no silliness. Quite, no, nothing silly, like. No, I'm quite sure of the silliness as well, Baz. Like, sometimes the uh, the football begins a bit too too intense. The sport begins too intense to be silly. I think the more silliness we get on a Thursday night when... Uh, when we've been doing just day to day stuff rather than I was sporting. a bit too intense this morning on the touchline. Like I had, a, you were. Did you get uh, wrong? We had a one. We had a one-one draw, and uh, I got a little bit overzealous with my uh, protestations. <laughs> and the referee, were, uh, Mikel the referee, Arteta, were you? The referee was only like fourteen or fifteen. I felt very. Oh, you bad very, person! Very embarrassed with uh, me, me performance. To be honest, did you? Um, you're the reason. You see all those news features every now and again about why there's no wasn't referees because well, there's awful there's awful people doing awful things to these youngsters. Just, and that's you. 
the, the, I got infuriated by uh, there was there was a coming together in a corner. Our player <laughs> may have pushed the other one in the back, probably did, but the referee didn't think so. Uh, the other team starts screaming, "Go! Ah, it's a foul! It's a foul!" Uh, so then, ten seconds after the event, he blows up for a free kick, and I just and it happened a couple of times. I was just like, "Ref, who's referee in the game? Is it you or is it these two on the sideline?" <laughs> And then straight away, as soon as I said, I just thought, oh, I shouldn't have said that. It's just stupid. And I'm normally very, very supportive of, of the young referees. You know, it's a thankless task. Um, and, you know, the, especially the younger ones. Um, so I did feel a bit bad. I did apologise. He seemed to take it well. Um, <laughs> because, uh, and because he's a child ref, I have to communicate with the parents to, like, book them in and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so I did drop this dad an email as well and say, yeah, so, sorry, that, that shouldn't have happened. I hope he's all right. Um, just stupid. And I'm not normally like that. I just got a little bit highly strong. It was 1 1. It was a tense game. Um, silly, silly behaviour. Well, it's nice. It's it's good to get to confess, Baz. I think you'll probably feel a bit better. A slightly yeah. cathartic experience there for you to confess. I had the the exact opposite of the day. I didn't dare say a word to the opposition linesman because I know him. His kid used to play for our club, and he's a great big Russian bloke. And on a genuine, he looks like the hardest man you've ever ever. He could have given anything he wanted, and no one would have said a peep to him, Baz. Um, yeah. Um, so be a shout I out think, to Max I to think the EM. I think my team had got me off to a bad start today. Turns up, 10 o'clock, getting them warmed up. And there was just no interest um, at all in anything. I put put them in a square, five players, four on the outside, one in the middle, as you do, just one's chasing the rest passing yeah. around. Next thing I look over, and two of the five players are about 50 yards up the field chasing each other with a football. And the other three <laughs> standing around with no football. So what's going on here? And then I'm trying to deliver messages to the team, and one of them sat on her phone. And then, oh, Baz. and I'm just like, are you f- taking this? You've so lost the dressing room, Baz, haven't you? She was in my starting lineup, uh, and then she wasn't in my starting lineup. Uh, and I made quite clear I wasn't tolerating that behaviour. But uh, yeah, that, that, were you, that, were you hung over, Baz? Can we get to the root of this problem? Were nah, you a bit hung over? Really, nah, no, not no, really. No. Yeah, hang on. Can you wait? I deal with this behaviour. I mean, they're under 13 girls, you know what I mean? I think yeah. behave regularly on a Tuesday night, but generally they turn up on a Sunday really, really up for it, really in the right frame of mind. I, I just, yeah, it was awful this morning. Hard work at times, like, but you know, this is what you get when you take on a group of 12 or 13 girls to bloody manage. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Bazaar's confessions, a uh, new thing for a Sunday <laughs> night. You can come in here, Eric, and you can tell us uh, everything you did wrong. There's quite a lot of youth soccer coaches. Uh, Kramer uh, does his bit as well. So. Yeah, we're uh, we're at the vanguard, Baz. We're at the cool face of the youth soccer movement, right? Let's crack on. Let's get going because we're over an hour and we'll get in trouble. Um, yeah. Final pun from Serial. Uh, cheers, Serial, for joining us. Uh, yeah. Always fresh, never soggy. He's on the PSG team total over one and a half uh, plus one thirty-five. Uh, that's Serial's. Where uh, we'll give that Serial's better the week. Um, so yeah, thanks. Um, YouTube, subscribe, you know all of that. Get in the Discord channel. Um, I forgot to give out one of my best Discord bets of the week. I'll do that in the week. Uh, goalkeepers to get books, man. Uh, loved it, 72. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Uh, new website up as well, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. New revamped website, I do believe. Um, so, yeah, good up with all your bets this week. Loads of stuff going on. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday night, approximately 8.30 p.m., 
uh, ish, 8.30pm ish, Baz, uh, for that. Um, but until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>